Hello and welcome back to Real Talk with Mama Quadra, the podcast. You're listening to episode number 11, and I'm your host, Sarah Quadra, a banker by day and blogger by night. My guest today is Zainab Hassan, also known as Busy Amma. Zainab is a busy Amma of four and lives in Toronto. Along with being the CEO of her household, she teaches at the Saturday School, sits on her elementary school board, our local mosque board, and is also a part of her high school school council where her mandate is inclusivity. Giving back to the community at large is also very important to her. And if that didn't keep her busy enough, she also runs a page about reading and faith under the Instagram handle at busyamareads and is a part of a podcast called 113chats. In this episode, we talk about the love of life, books, and raising children in today's society and the importance of instilling good values. Assalamu alaikum, Zainab. Welcome, Aslam. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? How's everything? Everything is good. Thank you. You know, just uh, navigating this new, new lifestyle, this new, I, I don't want to call it normal, but you know, <laughs> this new, yeah, I don't want this to be normal, but yeah. Just the way the new things are for the time being. Yes, yes. I am so excited. We've been planning and talking about getting this podcast or uh, in, and it's been a while. Everybody's been a little bit busy with back to school. So I'm so excited that we finally got a chance to, I mean, we talk, but finally get a chance to talk on record. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sure. So we have to behave, Sarah. Yes. We're on record now. Okay. So, so, so yeah, I mean, um, yes, life has changed, um, a lot, a lot, some things for the better I find. Yes. Uh, some things not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, obviously adjusting to the new norms and well, as you said, not the norms, but yeah, kind of um, adjusting to the new style of life, which I think is going to go on for a little while. I don't see it going away, right? No, but I don't see it either. I think it's here for at least into 2021, the end of 2021. And then hopefully, you know, once they have a vaccine and they have some solutions, we might be able to maybe ease off on a few of the restrictions. But I think they're here to stay for a bit. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's like, as I said, it's impacted um, many different areas of our life, right? Whether it's schooling or work or home life or our social life, um, even, uh, you know, our religious uh, life, everything's gotten, has had an impact. But, um, you know, uh, we try to do what's best and support each other as best as we can, right? So, um I, guess. I think it's key what you said in the beginning that there's been good and bad. So I think from a family point of view, it's been nice because families I find have gotten time to actually connect. Mm-hmm. And when I say family, I mean, just like your immediate, you know, your nuclear family that you, cause you know, otherwise in your daily routine, you're always on the run. You have activities, work, uh, homework, kids, this, that it's been nice just to slow down and to yeah. embrace mm-hmm. and take in the moments and to reflect 
and even spirituality i find has really like you know it helps faith helps us during these times because it gives us so much hope and just to reflect on things that maybe we had neglected before uh you know that sort of taking your time and taking a walk in nature or you know savoring some verses of the quran that you recited actually letting them sit and thinking about them mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's it, it wasn't fun initially when everything shut down and everyone went um into quarantine but it also had its blessings in the sense that everyone connected with each other and you and you realized all the little blessings you have that we take for granted yeah that's that's exactly what i was going to say is there's a lot of things that are there but we don't see them and i think um i think that there's a lot of there's been a little bit of clarity and i find like uh the noise has gone down which has helped hear things that we were not hearing or see things that we were not seeing so you know alhamdulillah uh, for many it is a hard time um yeah. and for many it is um you know better uh, so alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so i see books i don't see zena but i see books and <laughs> i know that i mean so you've 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 been on this journey and um of reading and reviewing books and 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 you know just promoting the whole idea of connecting with books so how did you how did you come about that so um reading is something that i've always been i've always been a big reader and i my maternal grandfather was a really he was huge on reading so i i used to spend my summers with him in pakistan and i remember even when i was very young he would um he would always talk to me like an equal and he would always introduce books to me um so at a very young age i had read you know stalin's thoughts um mao's china like what was his whole thing about uh how he wanted china to be hitler's uh biography and he was very big on not only reading but he was very big on opening your mind to different books so read classics read oliver twist little women but also read about stalin you know so read chinese folk tales but also read jane austen hmm. and then i think about 2 years ago um i had posted a couple of reviews on my personal page and my cousin reached out to me and she said why don't you make a public page mm-hmm. she's like there's so many good books out there so many good reads and you have always so much to share on the whatsapp group like a family whatsapp group she's like you know why don't you just share this with everybody else and that's how it um started and to be very honest i i'm not a serious blogger in the sense like i post and i'm not you know for me it's just even if one person picks up a book i recommended i feel like that's a win cuz it's something i in the middle i mean now i think in quarantine it's gone back up but i found in the middle reading had become something that people were losing out on like they just didn't have the time they were losing the habit of reading and it's there's so much value in it you know from building your vocabulary your grammar opening your mind um looking at people from different perspectives learning about how different people's minds work because every book has a story to tell and every author comes at it from their point of view so even if you don't agree with them you still learn and see where they're coming from and i think that's mm-hmm. so important because it helps you build that skill in life when you deal with people 
mm-hmm. and uh, and you learn from that. So that's kind of how the journey started, and that's you know where we we are at now. So yeah, I I I used to be a reader <clears throat> when I was young. Well, when I was a girl, like it feels like <laughs> eons ago. But anyway, I I used to read back then. I used to read. I remember. And then um, somehow I slipped into nonfiction and I love reading nonfiction, like just reading it's it. And so I kind of moved away from fiction. And I think that you posted about this book. And sorry, I couldn't see it. 40 rules of love. Yes, 40 rules of love. And and I said to myself, okay, I need to, like, I, I had heard so much about it. And then I was like, okay, let me give it a try. So I hadn't read fiction in almost, I would say, 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just not, I had just gone off fiction completely. I was, I always am drawn towards nonfiction. So I, I picked up this book and I could not put it down. Like it was what, and I was like, wow, that felt good. Right. And I, and I was like staying up late and reading and reading. And so it, it felt really good. Uh, mind you, I haven't, I haven't read another fiction since then. Again, I just keep getting pulled towards nonfiction, but uh, like uh, growing up, I think in Pakistan, there was a couple of libraries, but I'll be honest with you, never kind of explored them as much until I had come here. And uh, this was like at the beginning, um, earlier days when I had moved here, there was a library right in front of our condo building. And I would just go and sit there. And, and I realized that a library was my happy place. And so yeah. even when we were, all our kids were younger, that was our go-to place. I would, I would take all the kids, uh, go to our public library, and um, I would park myself in one spot and I would tell the kids, this is where I'm going to be and I'm not going to leave the door of this library without you guys. So go, go and explore. And so every few minutes they would, you know, pick up books and come and sit with me or show me. And we would spend hours at the library. Like I'm telling you, that was like my, my babysitter. Like if That's I need amazing. And we did that a lot. We did that. I would say at the very least once a week, if not twice a week, because it was just my, it was the best place. It would make, give me so much peace. I think I find peace in a library or. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a quiet place and you can, you know, be reflective there and you can sit and take it in. And like I said, books are treasures. They have so much to offer, whether they're fiction, nonfiction, um, you learn so much from them. And, um, I mean, the best part of living in North America is the libraries for sure. Cause you can, you know, borrow as many books as you want. They have the best and the latest collection and you don't have to, you know, if you're not one who wants to spend on books, cause I know a lot of people feel like, well, if I'm only going to read it once, what's the point in investing in it? Fair enough. So, you know, you can always just go borrow a book and um, I'm, guilty. I'm guilty of buying a lot of books. Are you? <laughs> I, uh, I think that for me, that was the thing that was my big, like my, my splurge. So even, yeah. you know, when you go to grocery stores and they would have these bins with like the books and I would be drawn towards it. And so <laughs> I wouldn't say every grocery trip, but most of the grocery trips I would be coming back with. And I think for me, um, it was either self-help 
or it was uh, cooking. So I have so many cookbooks until I realized, okay, I, I don't have, so even the kids, right? So that was their treat. Okay, we're going to go to the bookstore, buy books. And they loved it. Until then, finally, I said, okay, no more buying books because we have no place to keep them, right? And it's just better. You go to the library, you buy, uh, you borrow the book, read it, and you can return it. And then you can return it, yeah. And then if it's there's a, really a book you fall in love with, then, you know, go ahead and buy that book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so some are keepers. Like, I'll... Uh, I, the 40 Rules of Love is definitely a keeper. That's a beautiful, beautiful book. That is my keeper. And there's another one I have to show you. Uh, well, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, where did it go? Uh, this one. This is one of them. So um, as I said, I was drawn towards, uh, and, and remember, I don't know if you can see it, but it's called How to Behave So Your Children Will Too. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Oh my God. So there is this, and then they have, there's a few, and I'll do, um, I, can, I can always share my um, uh, stack of parenting books that I used. And I, I kid you not, I use them starting from Iman. And they're All time the And yeah. right down to now to Sukena too. There are so many things that I learned from these books, and I will definitely share the books that I used uh, for parenting. Um, and then, you know, other self-help books as well. But, uh, but yeah, I have some that I've had for like now 20 years and yeah, I don't want And it's funny because if you look at their message, like you said, you've had them for 20 years. So they still hold that, that message still, you know, holds true. Like you can still relate to it. You can still use it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so like, I have two nonfictions here and I know you've probably read both of them, A New Earth. And the monk who sold his Ferrari. And so I have not heard the monk who sold his Ferrari. I have, uh, sorry, I haven't read it. Really? Uh, but the New Earth, yes. Yes. So I think you would enjoy the monk who sold his Ferrari as well. I think you would really enjoy it. It's a really good book. And it's, it's you know, it's so in line with our spiritual teachings of about not burdening ourselves with materialistic things mm -hmm. and just letting go and sort of... Um, because we get so heavy with all these things we feel we need to have. Yeah. And we don't. We don't need to have them, but we feel we do. And so it's a really nice read to um, see how this person's journey went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Books, books, man. <laughs> Love books. <laughs> I know. So um, tell me about... What are your views, um, like, you know, a quick thing about parenting in today's world? Like, what is, what is the few things that you hold on to um, or you instill in your kids all the time? So I think for us as a family, um, it was very important to raise children who were God-centric. And everything else kind of falls into place around that. Um, I'm huge on being a respectful parenting in the sense that, you know, yes, they obviously have to respect us, but we also have to respect that they're their own person. And it wasn't always like that. I'll be honest. It's evolved over time. You know, you make mistakes, you learn. And, and that's part and parcel of parenting that you fall, you get up, you learn, and you have to be okay with them. Cause you sort of have this ideal in mind and you feel like oh this is how my kid needs to be this is what their life should be 
And then when they sort of, you know, detour and they take something else and you're like, oh my God, why would you do that? But that was your thought. That's how you wanted it to be. That's not them. They have their own temperament. They have their own personality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you pick your battles. And uh, when my kids were very young, I remember I hated, I hated, like, I still don't like Crocs. I would be like, why do you want to spend money on these plastic shoes <laughs> that are like, and I remember my husband said to me, because you really need to pick your battles. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. If they want to buy them and wear them, let them buy them and wear them. And, and you know, he's, he was right. But I think for me, parenting is honestly, it is a blessing. It is a huge responsibility for sure. And there's so much joy in it and there's so much to learn. And we can be hard on ourselves because we make mistakes. And that's okay. I think that's how we learn when we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, like, you know, alhamdulillah, I have four kids and each one of them is very similar yet different. And, and it's been, it's interesting to see how, you know, sometimes they'll say something and I'm like, oh my God, you all sound so similar to each other, yet they all have different likes, dislikes. They all, you know, enjoy different things. They react to different situations differently. Two are very introverted, two are extremely extroverted. So, um, so it's, um, it's a, it's a fun day every day. It's like, you know, yeah. It's like a surprise package, right? You don't know what you're going to get. Yep. Right. Totally. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's what we have in our house too. I think um, I always tell my kids this that you have to be a good human being first, mm-hmm. and when you are a good human being, that's when you qualify to become or you have that check mark to become a Muslim, yes. and that only then you can be a good Muslim, right? So the humanity part for me comes first is uh, being more mindful of your surroundings or being more mindful of the people around you. Yes. And, and, you know, just being fair. I, I think that that's so important. Just always asking yourself. And Sarah being kind. I find yeah. kindness has become so like people are so unkind sometimes nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. just being kind. Yeah. If you don't understand something about someone or if someone says something to you, you know, and that's what I was telling you before we started this today. I loved your write-up today because it is so important. No, I really did. I loved your last line because, you know, I think if we all make that rule part of our life, it will make it so easy to navigate this journey of, you know, like living and because we just need to be kind and walk away and not react. We tend to be so reactive in situations and, it, and it's happened to all of us. It's not yeah. like something that, you know, I mean, I know it has happened to me where I have reacted in a situation and then I've actually regretted it. And I've thought to myself, you know, I wish I had not done that. Um, and I wish I had not reacted a certain way. Um, and, and, and that's what I tell my children. I'm, I'm telling you this, you know, be kind or walk, because I know that you will regret it later on. Like I can tell you from experience that it's not something you want to be in. So. So yes, I think you're you're absolutely right. Being a good human is key. Yeah, and and I think uh, you know if if we just instill those th- those little things of being kind, of being more mindful, um, I I think that if we can, and not that our parents didn't instill that in us, but I think that times have changed. Like I think before, um, there was a lot of lehas. 
right? And I think that in today's free speech world, which which it, it needs to be, but I find that in today's that whole movement about free speech and I I want to say how I feel um, or how I think is eliminating the lehaz com- component yes. of our yes. interaction. And I think what that does is it it just kind of makes things very crude and very yes. crasp. And 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 I like I say to my kids all the time, and I tell myself this all the time as well. I say how can I do it better? How can I say it better? Right? So, and that's, that's the key. And if you've already gone and had an interaction with somebody, which was not to your liking, uh, and as a result to that person's liking or Allah's liking, um, ask yourself, how can I do it better next time? Uh, And if you're, if you're a little bit more proactive, you're going to ask yourself five times at least, um, you know, how can I say it better? How can I say it better? Right? Like if you're, as if you're writing a letter to your senior executive, you're going to write it 10 times over to make sure that it's perfect. Right. The, the grammar, the, uh, everything, everything. Perfect. So it's the yeah. same thing. Why do we need to be so reactive? Right. It's funny. Sometimes I tell my kids, I say, think, 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 and still don't say it. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, don't say it. <laughs> no, but I think I, you know, you're right. There has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. And I agree with you hundred percent on the decorum, the lehaz. Even if you want to say things, there is a way of saying it. You don't just blurt it out or you don't just say, Oh, I disagree with you completely. And you know, yes, for sure. And the kids are being exposed to a lot more these days with you know, the internet, we didn't have that when we were growing up. No. And that's the whole world to navigate, like a whole new world. It's sending you all these different messages. Social media has a huge role in our children's lives now. And that it's here to stay. And it's something we have to learn to deal with. Exactly. And I think it's shaping, uh, like, I guess when we were growing up, uh, the, the personalities that was shaping us to become who we are were our parents, our grandparents, our teachers, our extended families like chachas and chachis and mamus and mamanis mm-hmm. and khalas and khalus and puppas and puppas, you know, like those were the kind of people who are influencing us into shaping who we became. And not to say that, um, you know, obviously there could have been improvement there too, because I feel like at 40, what I'm learning today, uh, Alhamdulillah, we're able to teach that, that to our kids when they're so much younger, right? But the problem is that that whole um, that whole dynamic has shifted because now it's not just those people raising your kids. It's the it's the internet and the social oh, media yeah. that's yeah. shaping your child. So obviously, there you have to apply those filters, right? Yeah, it's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and whatnot that's you know raising them. And you're right; the generation before us did the best with the tools they had. Yeah, absolutely. They did the I best. Mean, look at me. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, <we're awesome. laughs> yeah, no, I, no they I, did the best. And, you know, we're doing our best. And yeah. I'm sure our children will be like, you know, we could have, you could have done this better. And that's a cycle that everybody's going to be in. I'm sure their children are going to tell them the same thing. Yeah. That's just a cycle. But, and we've learned so much from the people before us, so much about 
family and tradition and togetherness and, you know, being there for each other during rough times, during good times. They've taught us a lot as well. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate all the lessons that they've taught us. A lot of, a lot about, like you said, about respect and patience, a lot about patience and, you know, being okay. A lot of these people lived in huge joint family systems and they all live so happily together. Mm-hmm. There's so much harmony and unity and, uh, you know, like it's, it's amazing when I see them and I think about if we were asked, even our generation to live the way they lived, I don't know if we would be able to do it. So I, I, we come, I come from a, yes. fam- a joint family system. And so, I mean, I, uh, like there's always things that happen. But, but the beauty of it is, and, and I think that's what, um, uh, like in my siblings, I feel uh, it's there. And, and I know there's, it's probably out there many, that you have to be able to um, quickly go back. It's like, um, how should I explain it? And, and when, I, when I think about it, the only uh, way I can explain it better is like mercury, right? Mm-hmm. When, when a foreign object uh, separates the mercury, it separates for a little while, but then it comes back together. Back together. Right? And and literally, that's how our family's always been. Like, you know, I'm not saying go grow apart, but it's like, okay, somebody said something to somebody and, you know, it. but it gets resolved very quickly and, yes. and everybody comes together very quickly. It's like, um, okay, over. It's like, okay, que dia sun lia, process kar lia, over and done with, let's get back. And you're back to normal. And, and I think that's how life should be, right? We, we oh, yes. I think the problem now I find with, with uh, I wouldn't say necessarily with the generation, but with the time is that a lot of people tend mm-hmm. to hold on to a lot of stuff now. Yes. And, yes. and what that creates is it obviously it weighs you down. It's baggage. It's, uh, as I said in my post as well, that overanalyzing, overthinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just have to address it and move on. And I also think it's because in today's time, everything is written. So you post your feelings on Instagram, you post your feelings on, you know, you're angry with someone, you'll write something on Facebook. Now it's there to stay. So you go back and you revisit it and it festers and it like, you know, it bothers you constantly. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. And like you said, you overanalyze it. You look at it, the tone. What, what did this person mean? Before, mm-hmm. you know, you would have it out. Mm-hmm. You would, you know, have the discussion. You would say what you felt. And then you would be like, okay, you know how we say in Urdu, and then you would just move on, right? Like you'd be like, okay, exactly. Let's, exactly. let's just, yeah, let's just find the middle ground. Okay, let's just agree to disagree. We're fine. Our hearts are clean and we moved on. So, yeah, that's something we have lost out, I think, on in today's time, you know, and we're trying to bring it back yeah. by telling people, giving them the tools of, you know, just letting things go, being mindful, not letting things weigh you down, mm-hmm. you know, works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's, I guess that's what it is, right? Like, but, you know, we all need to evolve, even with parenting, how how I did things with, let's say, Iman, um, very different to how we're doing things with Sukena. And so again, parenting has evolved and, you know, times have changed. And I think that the one thing that um, parenting has taught me is that it's helped me grow in so many ways, right? 
Um, it's made me more understanding. It's made me more patient. It's made me more um, accepting of other people's ideas because now these kids have grown up and they have opinions, man. Like, <laughs> of course, yes. You cannot it actually humbles them. you. Parenting really humbles you, right? Like, because you realize also how little control we actually have on so many things in life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for sure. I agree with you 100%. These kids, they have their own opinions and that's okay. That's okay. It's funny because, you know, we raise them to be these strong, independent people. And when they become that, then we're like, no, be strong and independent with everybody else, but not with me, please. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, don't, don't bring that to me. Just be with everybody else. Be like that. And it's so funny because that's what we're instilling in them. You know, be principled, be strong, be independent, have your own opinion. Don't follow, you know, the trend. Don't follow the crowd. And then obviously when they do that to us, like, you know, I, I, I love it because sometimes my kids will tell me, and I, and I say I love it because like you said, you learn things about yourself that if I say something that's not very nice or I'll, I'll you know, pass a comment about something, they'll, they'll tell me, mom, that's not a nice thing to say. Yeah. Why would you say that? Or why would you stereotype like that, mom? That's not very nice, you know? And, and it's and funny I'm, because you're, you're just having that, you know, like, I think um, the one thing I must say this new generation um, has, which is very, very positive, is they're very um, aware of yeah. what mm -hmm. is right and what is wrong um, or the fact that what is politically correct um, mm -hmm. you know when I'm when I'm uh, preparing for my uh, for my talks um, and you know I, I actually I go back to them a lot I talk I um, ask them questions or I'll uh, always go back and get their advice on things um, mm -hmm. And they'll be like, okay, mom, make sure you don't use these words or uh, make sure you write the, you use the correct uh, verbiage. And, and I'm like, what? And, and now I actually, and so they're so mindful about those things and it makes me feel so good. Like it makes me feel like, oh, okay. They're, they're, they're aware of what's happening of, you know, how things are evolving around them. So you can't just, what you could have said 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you can't say that now anymore. Right. So. Yeah, no, and that's so, like you said, that's so good to see in them. And they're also very, you know, they're also very nice the way they'll point it out. Like they'll, you know, my kids will say to me something like, well, you wouldn't like it if so-and-so, someone said some, something like this about, you know, you or something you believed in. And what's also lovely about them, Zara, is that they have the capacity to understand that people are different and have different opinions, lifestyles, different journeys, and it's okay for those people to have that and it's okay for you to let them have that and you go on your own journey they go on their own and just because you're okay doesn't mean you have to agree with them you may disagree mm -hmm. with them yeah but you know what they're fine to go down that path like mm -hmm. they they don't feel like they need to go out and fix it Do you know like they don't feel like they need to go tell that person oh you need to fix the journey you're going on no they're like okay you know what that's fine we've told them once or we've you know that's what they've chosen to do then good for them and I need to focus on my own stuff and that I think is so good that they it I mean that's probably what makes them a lot more happier and lighter than probably we were because we were so worried about everything yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. like you know uh, mashallah it's amazing it's 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 an amazing feeling and um 
they take over us completely. Like they've taken over our conversation. See, moms, yeah. all they do is talk about their kids. <laughs> so let's yeah. move on. Let's move on to 113. One, oh, yes. <laughs> 113, yeah. So 113 is a podcast that we started um, earlier this year. And uh, it's actually myself, my sister, and mm -hmm. then my three cousins. And um, the way the conversation started was we have a WhatsApp group and we're always talking about just, you know, political stuff or stuff we've learned or, you know, just sort of the conversation we're having right now, you know, yeah. parenting and just different things. It's a group we would all come on and just be like, oh, I need someone to just listen to me today or someone to guide me. Mm -hmm. And then one day I just sort of said to one of my cousins, uh, she lives in Sydney, I kind of jokingly said, you know, this sounds like a really good podcast idea. And it just went from there. And the main thing was that we were sort of tired of hearing the narrative out there was all about how Islam is, how Islam needs to change, how Muslim women are oppressed, how they need to change. And we just felt that it's such a big market and there's not that many Muslim women podcasters. And it's so good to see, because now that we've entered this market, we, there's you, there's Mummying While Muslim, there's a couple of other ones that we've come across, and it's so nice to see it grow, and everybody brings something different to the table. And so we meet, uh, we actually post once a week, and we talk about different topics, and um, it is a lot of it is just stuff that we have experienced, or we have learned, or mistakes we've made, uh, we share those and um, and the hope is to you know have this out there that you know we have opinions and views and we have our voice that we want people to hear mm -hmm. so, yes yeah i've i've heard i've heard to uh, almost all of them um, and and I love how you all pick um, very current but different topics. Uh, and, and to hear the view of five different people on it, um, and their perspective, it, it's just amazing. And I, and I think I do agree, like there is so much, so much, so much that we can offer. Um, and there's, you know, uh, like where I'm really big on podcasts. And I think for me, how my journey started was because I would listen to podcasts. I wouldn't only listen, but I would make my kids listen. <laughs> and, oh, I would do that. You have no idea. Okay, so I, um, Sarah, I remember coming to your house when you had done that big. Um, it was like a. I don't know. You had done a really nice ladies get together, and you had Op Oprah on with her podcast, and you had I think Mel Robbins on, with <laughs> and we were all listening to it. So, <laughs> no, so basically, my thing was I I came across listening to like to to these podcasts, and I'm like you know, and and a few of them were really good. So at that time I was not working full time. And uh, so I would have like, you know, certain days to myself or mornings to myself when I would be doing house stuff and all the kids would be in school. So that was my me time. And I would just put a podcast on really loud and I would be, it would be on my phone and I'd be going from room to room or uh, I'd be cleaning or, or tidying up or cooking and be listening. And so yeah. any of the podcasts that I would think, okay, this is a really good one. I would actually force my kids to sit and listen to it. Listen to and it. The mm -hmm. thing is that initially it's always that 
that struggle, right? No, no, no. And so I would put it, I'd make a nice breakfast on the weekend and be like, oh guys, you know, let's, and then my phone would come out and then I would put it on. And so then they start cross talking and I'm like, no, I need <laughs> otherwise, and I would rewind it. I would go, I'm like, no. And so uh, it, it, that was right at the beginning or I would do worse, long car rides. Oh my. You can't even get out of the car anymore. <laughs> but you know what the good thing came out of it was like, I had to, for, I would say forcefully encourage the kids to listen to podcasts. But what it did was it opened up and we would then sit, listen to the podcast and then talk about it. Like we would just have a discussion about it. And I think that that kind of started opening up their minds and opening and, and, and started making them think differently. And uh-huh. so now, uh, I wouldn't say all the time, but I, I you know, uh, one of my kids will come up to me and says, oh, mom, you have to listen to this podcast. It's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it makes me feel like, okay, they may not have the time to sit and read. They do read, um, but with schoolwork and everything, but at least like if they're doing something and they listen to a podcast very quickly, I think that yeah. that's good, right? Like at least they're getting in some, like it's like almost like an audio book or, or getting that knowledge in. it may be a different source but you're right see podcasts are exactly what you just said they're different people's life perspectives different experiences that people have had and it's so nice like um last week you had done the one on uh, mental health and you had five different people on and it was so nice to hear everyone's different take on it yeah Uh, because we we know we tend to be very we see things with just our own lens, right? So we tend to f- focus on a problem or see something with just that one, you know, one lens. And we're like, oh, but this is a solution. But when you listen to all these things and you like last week when I saw your panel, everyone was talking about the same thing, but they had a whole different look at it, a yeah. whole different lens that they came at. And it really shifts your perspective because you start thinking, oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Or now I understand why they're saying this. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think what it does is, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm a people's person. So I would, you know, pick up the phone and I try to connect with my friends or, you know, my family members and have yeah. conversations with them. Um, and, and, you know, it, it would be like both ways would be a very meaningful, deep conversation, not every single time, but a lot of times. So for, I just felt like, you know, um, that there are other people who can listen to these conversations, right? And, 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 um, and you know, when you're having a flow in a conversation, um, you know, you just, things just come to you naturally and you say things. And, and then I would sit back and think, oh, I wish I could have recorded the conversation. Like it was, we t- spoke about so many different things. And so now I feel like with my podcast, if I can even, if even with one podcast that I post, if even one person can benefit from it, um, and, and, and that could impact their life or they can, uh, in a, in a better way, I think that I've achieved, um, my purpose, right. Or my goal. So it's not about, obviously at the end of the day, it's, it becomes about numbers because the more you share and the more you write and the more people benefit, the more satisfaction you would get for me, uh, that's what numbers are. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just getting, what you how what you how you see life as or how what your perspective is out there with hopes yeah. if even one person can benefit from it so of course right? if even if you answered one person who wanted to learn more about uh you know 
Islam or even, for example, with your podcast, if they just got on and they saw all these amazing, strong Muslim women who are doing so many things, right? Like it's so nice to see from health and fitness to wellness, to mental health, to, uh, you know, just connecting to the spiritual side, to there's so much out there and there's so much that they're doing. And it's so nice to see that. It, it really is. It's so nice to see mm-hmm. that. And that's for me that I agree with you 100%. Even if one person benefits or it yeah. you know, helps one person or it changes one person's perspective, I, I'd say that that's a win right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why my, I mean, when I started off, my focus was to, um, to start from within. So, I mean, uh, you know, within close proximity or within our community or within, you know, and of course, like I'm not limiting myself because there are so many other people who can, who may be out of our community or, you know, but uh, they can also teach us so much. So kind of slowly expanding, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and kind of uh, talking to different people. But uh, there's so many people within us as well that we need to bring to um, the surface and, and, and extract their wisdom, right? Um, so- I was so happy when you started because you are, like me, we're both very extroverted, we're people's uh, <laughs> person. And it's so nice because, you, like you said, you know, we've had, we've had lots of deep conversations, you yeah. and I. Like, you know, we've, we've spoken about so many things uh, from heavy stuff to light stuff to, you know, T- uh, points in our life where we've you know we feel like we're drowning and we, we needed someone to uplift us like you know we've we've been through a lot and it's so nice to be able to have that so I was so happy when you started because I really felt you have so much to bring to the table and it's so nice to see the way you're going about it and you're bringing it and I'll go back and I'll and I'll honestly say this again if and please read Zara's write-up from today <laughs> I mean <laughs> I even told, I was like, I was so happy to have read that because I really felt that was a very raw and it was so you, you know, I really felt you put your heart in that write up today. See, I, and, um, the, the thing with my writing, I think that was one thing that I really wanted to do. And, and thank, thankfully for COVID, I actually got down to do it because it gave me time to, to do it. And that might be my silver lining. It, um, writing for me is I, I wait like, I, I don't think I'm an impulsive writer. I think I take mm-hmm. my time um, because uh, I want to make sure what I'm saying or what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking gets conveyed in the right manner. And so uh, sometimes I'll just, you know, scribble something, but for the most part, um, it's, very, it's a little bit intuitive for me. Uh, I have to wait to know what I want to write about and how I'm feeling about it and when I want to share it. So even this post that I posted today, which um, uh, I kind of sat in it for a few weeks. And then finally, like, um, and then I posted it late last night. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's everybody's journey. And I think that what you, you all five women are doing is also quite remarkable in different areas of the world. And um con- different countries different continents i would even say different time zones man different time <laughs> zones and and making that time and making that effort to come together um to help it's not easy doing all that but uh, you know yeah, but but if this is what your passion is and this is what you believe in i think it's very very important that 
at some point in our life, we need to identify that. And it may not be when you want it to be. And I think for me, that was one of the struggles, right? Like I used to think, um, uh, like I, I knew I had something bigger to achieve, but I was trying to grasp onto it at a time in my life when I don't think it was the right time. And just letting it go eventually and waiting for it to come back, which was now, um, you know, was what was meant for me. So, uh, but never, like, I feel like it's never too late and it's never, um, your passion is not, not important, right? You need to find that. And um, for some people, like everybody's passion is different. Um, And I think just, constantly reflecting on what it is for you is very important. So to have that purpose outlined, I think that is important. And I think you said the key word that it all happens at the right time. It honestly does. Like you can think about stuff, but everything just falls into place like a puzzle, you know, right time. And, and it flows really well after that. Yeah. Um, and so for us too, I think COVID was, it was the push that we had kind of needed. You know, we, we all decided to do this and, and we're very passionate about it. And we really, you know, the other part is that we really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of planning that goes into it. Obviously there's a lot of discussion. Oh my God, so much discussion and a lot of, cause it's five people obviously. So there's, you know, different views and so much discussion on what should we talk about? Should we, you know, approach this? How do we approach this? Yeah. But, um, but in the end, it's so worth it. It's so worth it, right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. yeah, but thank you. I know you've been supporting us from day one and we, we really, really do appreciate and, it. And likewise, like I, I love the love. Um, and, you know, I, I absolutely love the love from you and from everybody else. And, and I think that's the encouragement that you're looking for, right? Um, and, and that's what keeps you going. So, you know, because it makes me happy um, I'm up until two o'clock. I was up until two o'clock last night <laughs> trying to finish um, writing the post and posting it um, or, or stealing time away here and there to kind of get it done. Um, I, I always, there are two things that I feel very deeply about and that kind of gives me a lot of direction is, uh, one is um, man proposes and God disposes. Yes. And um, the other thing that, is coming to me right now is um which i always tell my kids also is there's 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 my time and then there's divine time divine time and i always used to want to get things done on my time and i learned that when i leave it up to allah and i do it on allah's time um i don't have any grief i don't have any anxiety about it because i know that he knows, right? So, so yeah, so that's what it is. But um, I think we, we, I would love to um, tackle a topic with 113, if ever given an opportunity. Yes, yes sure, for sure. For sure, we should connect and we should, yes. uh, we should do that soon, inshallah. Um, for sure, we'll, we'll, we'll connect and we'll do that. And uh, I will definitely share with you my stack of parenting books. Um, Please do. And, and I'm looking forward for your recommendations after me reading 40 Rules of Love, what I could read as a nonfiction um, that would be uh, somewhere along those lines. 
because I, I think I'm into a bit of spirituality. So that's, I think I would like to read something about that. Um, any, any other thoughts that you want to leave us with today? Uh, no, just, you know, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this and, um, you know, good luck for everything, uh, for your writing, for your podcasts and uh, for your reading as well. <laughs> I will send you a list and, um, that's pretty much it. Yes. So thank you so much, Zainab, um, not just for your time today, but your time always. You, um, you have been um, quite a pillar in my life as a friend, um, and you've been there for me to help me and guide me and uh, tell me how things, the way they are, and, and I love that about you. And I wish you nothing, nothing, nothing but the best with your 113 and your and you know keep doing this amazing work that you do with books even though if i may not pick up a book and read it um it's such a good reminder and i know that eventually inshallah when i have more time on my hands i have a lot of your posts saved and <laughs> i know i want to oh i want to read this or i want to read that but thank you so much you you bring a lot to the table or thank you, or you thank bring you. a lot to anybody's life that you're in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Zara. Thank you. Inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. Inshallah, for sure. All right, my dear, take care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Talk with Mama Kwaja podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so love it if you could take a moment to screenshot the episode and share on your Instagram stories. Do throw me a tag at mama.kwaja so I can see it as well. We'll see you next time with another episode of Real Talk with Mama Kwaja.